Well, thank you so much for uh, having me back this morning. It's always a joy to be at St. John. Not only was I ordained here uh, Epiphany of last year, but also served as a summer intern here, 2000 and 2001. Very formative and formative summers. Happy memories. My wife, uh, brother-in-law, both here this morning, come from this congregation, Children of St. John. Um, and my wife and I actually, as, as missionaries of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, we, of course, have a congregation in the United States which is our home congregation, and that is St. John. And so it's a real joy to be back. You're about to be, though, my guinea pigs this morning. Uh, I have been uh, serving Westfield House for about a year and a half now. I've visited a lot of congregations during that time. So when I'm not teaching and we go on academic break, then I get on an airplane and do things like tell students about how wonderful Westfield House is and tell people about Westfield House and uh, tell them about ways they can support, with that, support that and join with us in uh, providing Lutheran theological education in the Cambridge context. Well, I've never been uh, back to a congregation a second time in that capacity. And so I'm here this morning, and I had said, Pastor Bruza, can I come? And he said, yes, please, that'd be fine. Give us an update. What's been going on since you were last here? So um, I'll say just a little bit about Westfield House because this congregation has already had some history with us. That's wonderful. Um, I don't need to repeat all of that. I'll give you sort of the two-minute intro this morning, but then go in and talk about what has gone on since I stood in front of you here last year. So Westfield House is the House of Theological Studies of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England. We're located in Cambridge, right across the street from Fitzwilliam College and from Murray Edwards College. Cambridge is a little bit complex. You have a university, is that all, all kinds of faculties. It has over 30 colleges where you have sort of your Harry Potter-like identity and eat your you know, dinners in your big, long black gowns and that's where you belong. And then around all of that are these sort of institutions for specialized research and specialized teaching. And the theological houses of study in Cambridge work like that, and we are one of those. And that means a few things for our students when they come there. Um, it means that they have a chance to have the tools of Cambridge University at their fingertips. Westfield House students have leave to go to lectures at Cambridge University and learn in this dynamic environment. But they also have a Lutheran faculty, small, under the roof of Westfield House. And it's sort of in that polarity, not in the sense of opposites, but in that testing of thought and ideas between a confessional Lutheran faculty and the academy at the Divinity Faculty at, at Cambridge University that education happens for our students. Now these students, uh, you may know some of them, I'm one myself. Um, the LCMS is well served by this. We have study abroad programs with both LCMS seminaries and a number of undergraduate institutions. But we also have students who come to us to do degrees or certifications. Uh, we have a Bachelor of Divinity degree that we offer at Westfield House through the University of London. And we also have students who come to do, a few students who are actually doing Cambridge degrees and then some who do a Westfield House certificate in Lutheran ministry as well. If they're studying for ministerial or diaconal service in a Lutheran church somewhere in the world, that ends up being about a four-year program of studies for them. So some students come for a short time, a semester, a year, study abroad. Some of them are with us for four or five years. So that's a little bit of background. I can take general questions at the end, but I wanted to talk some about what has gone on between the summer of 2012 and the summer of 2013 at Westfield House. 
We've had three students uh, this past year who have either started or continued with a Bachelor of Divinity degree. The one that you're looking at here is Jean Raja Onasi. He's Malagasy from the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Madagascar. Uh, after passing his necessary English certifications two years ago, he has now completed the second year of his Bachelor of Divinity and will come back to us for a third and fourth year of theological studies in the future. Sadly, he is not able to bring his family with him because uh, we simply can't get visas now for the spouses of our students or their children. So his education actually um, is so valuable to him that he, imagine that, would, would live apart from his wife and daughter and see them about twice a year. Um, it's for students like Jean that we need support. Uh, he doesn't pay things like tuition. He doesn't pay things like his room fees, his plane tickets to and from Madagascar. And we actually even um, sort of need diaconal sort of charitable money to make sure that his wife uh, and daughter have a place to live and food to eat while the bread earner is gone. But what a wonderful service that man is going to be when he goes back to Madagascar or probably teaches in some sort of French or Malagasy speaking capacity in the future. Two other students working on uh, a Bachelor of Divinity, uh, two young ladies named Annie and Julie. They're both uh, from the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England, daughters of our sister church body over there. They come from Brazilian families, and they just uh, did their first year of study of the Bachelor of Divinity Toward studying either toward diaconal service in the church or toward being teachers of religion in the British school system somewhere. Uh, wouldn't that be a lovely thing to have some Lutherans who were teaching um, religion and eventually the Christian faith to the kids in the public schools? That's Julie and Annie right there on the left, Jean in London. Seminary study abroad students, we had three with us this past year. Um, Dan Grimmer from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, pictured here, and then also Chris Bernacki from Concordia Seminary St. Louis. They're both about to be vicars uh, now, headed on to their vicarages. And we also had a deaconess student for the second time from Concordia Theological Seminary, Michelle Domine. She's headed back there for further studies now. So it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, Michelle was in her first year at uh, Concordia Theological Seminary and was engaged to a young man who was finishing up at Concordia Ann Arbor in Michigan. They got married halfway through the year and moved to Westfield House where he did his last semester of undergraduate studies and she continued on with her studies, her diaconal studies from the seminary but at, at Westfield House. So they literally showed up on our door about a week after they got married and it was a real treat to have them. <laughs> Not the first to do that. Uh, also, we had some undergraduate study abroad students. This is a growing number. If you had contact with Westfield House in the past, it would have pretty much just been a few internal or in international students and maybe a couple people from the seminaries. We have a growing number of undergraduate students who are coming to us for a semester study abroad. That was not a large number this year, but it is something we've been working on very hard this year to expand those programs. We had three students, uh, two from Concordia University Chicago this year, Julian in the fall, Andrea here uh, in the spring, and then also Victor, who I pointed out to you from Concordia Ann Arbor, was there in the spring. We also get some people from uh, sister Lutheran churches around the world who have special educational needs, want to do continuing education. Bishop Kofi Finn of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Ghana 
wanted uh, this evangelist, uh, John Donko, to come and do a semester of studies with us, which he did. It was a real privilege to have him there. It's always very interesting when a man comes from service in a church with sometimes 10, 15, 20 years experience, and then he's a student. What uh, a, a wonderful element that brings to that mix of studies there. So uh, John was with us until the new year, returned to Ghana, but we're hoping that he will come back not in the fall, he can't yet, but in the spring we could host him again as a student visitor. We're hoping to actually set up a regularized program with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Ghana that would allow people that they want to send to come for a semester, go back home for a year, and then come back for a second semester. They've always got to be gone for a year before we can host them as a student visitor again. So it's a bit of juggling with sort of uh, the visa politics of it, but there are ways to do this. This is just a happy bit of news. These were two of our students last year. Uh, Eric Black was a vicar in Iowa this year, and uh, he crossed paths with a student from Concordia University, Chicago, while he was there. And they're headed to the altar here in Chicago this summer. So um, that's a bit of happy news. Uh, that doesn't happen all that often, but for an extra fee, we do um, provide <laughs> extra services for our students. So um, very proud of this case. Uh, a big bit of news for us this year, as I transition from talking about who we had with us in the past year to what's going to go on in the, the future um, and in the coming year, we have added a new staff position, sort of, to the mix of faculty and staff at Westfield House. What do I mean, sort of? Well, to this point, my wife Rachel has been for a year and a half uh, through the LCMS's um, Office of International Mission been serving as our director for communications, development, fundraising, and she will continue to do that until about October. Her duties and a lot of the institutional legal oversight of Westfield House will now fall to Deaconess Cindy Lumley. Cindy has been uh, serving at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, very involved with the expanding and developing of their wonderful diaconal studies program there. She is, however, British-Canadian and came from the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England, was the first uh, deaconess student that we ever had at Westfield House. We sent her over to Fort Wayne for a year of extra studies, and they kidnapped her. Uh, <laughs> We've, uh, we've called her back, and she said, yes, we're very happy about that. Cindy is a very, very educated woman, very savvy. Uh, she had a Ph.D., still has a Ph.D., in chemistry, taught for many years, uh, was very accomplished in her field before she decided to go into future full-time service of the church. She had served the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England as a volunteer, among other things, as a secretary, and was absolutely instrumental again, as a volunteer and a student, to the entire proposal that got the donations that eventually became our new residential hall. Up until, when I was a student at Westfield House, we could have eight, nine students there at the most. Right now, we could have about 25, and that's because we have a new residential facility there dedicated two years ago. So Cindy is going to do a lot of the institutional administration. Um, Anybody you know, who's lived for a few years know that the paperwork and the legalities and all the things you need to keep an eye on to get things done these days, it grows. And so she'll be the one keeping an eye on things like visa requirements and the books and um, 
proposals, grant writing, um, long-range financial planning, but a ton of other things as well, including all of the duties that Rachel <laughs> currently bears. So it's going to be very exciting. We'll get to welcome her in August, and it's going to bring sort of a new dynamic to how we work together there. Uh, another uh, development that has gone on this year, uh, I owe sole thanks of this to my wife and to the resources that she's pulled together for this. The Friends of Westfield House, our non-for-profit charitable organization here in the United States, um, if you look at the little brochure that is on the table in front of you, uh, you'll see uh, their address there on the back. That's a 501c3 status here in the United States. Um, allows for tax-deductible charitable giving to Westfield House. They have no staff. Every dollar that goes in there goes to support Westfield House in one way or another. People can do that specifically to specific ends. We're very happy to match people up with students or projects. Um, I'll talk more about where some of the others goes. She got a website in place for them. Um, I'm just going to flip over to that and let it run for a second here. Uh, which also allows people to connect to stories of students and things that are happening there via a blog, uh, connects also over to Westfield House, and gives uh, opportunity to donate online through PayPal as well. So this is a wonderful way to keep up with the news at Westfield House. You can do that via Facebook now. You can do that via the Friends of Westfield House uh, website here. Another way that you can do that is through our newsletter. Uh, you folks who are sitting on the chairs... I don't think you got a newsletter, but if you're at a table, there's a copy there. Um, if I could, I'd actually like to circulate this uh, clipboard at the moment. Don't steal my pen, um, if I can find it. Some of you may already be receiving this newsletter. Uh, this says email sign-up list here. I'm not going to inundate you with email. That's not the point. We send out our newsletter to people if they're willing to receive it via email. If you don't do email, um, if you'd like to see it in the post, we're happy to send you uh, a hard copy in the post. We have lots of people who get it that way as well. If you're not already getting this and you'd like to, uh, just note your name, your email, your address there, and we'd be happy to add you to that list. I'm going to just send that around as we're talking about the Friends of Westfield House here. There's also been some material developments at Westfield House this year. These are Tony and Hillary Wood. They're our caretakers at Westfield House. They live in an apartment right above our classroom. Their bath was a disaster. Um, there's, well, some of you have volunteered at Westfield House in the past and have done some wonderful, wonderful work for us, but you know that the inside of our facility is basically a house that's about 150 years old, and there are things that need work along the way. Well, um, they were able, we were able to give them a shower. They take wonderful care of us. They, do, they take wonderful care of our students. They're like the surrogate parents around Westfield House for faculty, staff, and students. And uh, you can see that they're quite happy to now actually be able to take a shower with some water pressure. So that was uh, good development. Tony's great. Tony, whenever we have a project, Tony used to work in um, like building supply material distribution and whatnot. He's lived in the Cambridge area for 30 years. Every time we need a project done, you get a quote for it. Tony looks at that and says, that's about double what we ought to pay for that. Let me make a few phone calls. So Tony saves us a ton of money. He gets a lot of stuff done around there. And we're very, very happy to have them both. This one is very exciting to me. Now, you have to keep this a bit hush-hush because nobody in the world besides me, one other person, and... Uh, the York Herald at the, the College of Arms in London has seen this until this day. Uh, we had 
a grant come to us last year. Um, this congregation has often hosted people, uh, teachers of the church, as preachers, doing seminars, whatnot. Uh, two of those would have certainly been before their health took such opportunity away from them, Norman Nagel and Ronald Feuerhahn, um, dear mentors from my days at St. Louis, from Pastor Bruzix as well. The wish to have a coat of arms for Westfield House goes back at least 40 years and probably 50. We had never be, been able to realize that hope. This is something that every college in Cambridge has, a fair few of the houses of theological study. Last year, somebody very kindly gave us a grant in order to help us put the application forward with the necessary fees. So this is not yet approved um, by the Kings of Arms at uh, the College of Arms in London, which stands under the authority of the British Crown, but there's no reason why it won't be. The application has gone forward. This is the finished design. There'll be a few more things. There'll be a helmet with the plume of feathers here, and this will bear a motto, but this is now the Westfield House coat of arms. I'll speak about that for just a minute. At the top, you see a bridge, obviously an allusion to Cambridge, but also an allusion to the connections that are made at our House of Theological Studies, which has always been a very international House of Theological Studies. Students from the United States, from the United Kingdom, from African countries, from Australia, from South America, from other parts of the world have studied there, and that trend will continue. This is a place where we really hope that we continue to be a crossroads of confessional Lutheran education that makes the most of one of the best university contexts in the world in order to really prepare thinking students for perhaps some special service in the church and for the world in the, in the years ahead of them. Now, upon that bridge, you see a rearing white horse. The place where Luther's theology was first discussed in Cambridge was at a pub called the White Horse Inn. It's actually the first place. There's a radio podcast coming out of uh, California called the White Horse Inn. A Lutheran is on that as well. Uh, that's the first place that Lutheran theology was ever discussed in English. It's really literally just down the hill and around the corner by King's College. The pub isn't there anymore. But the White Horse was sort of little Germany, little Lutheran pub right around 1520. And that had uh, a very significant impact on the thinking and the dispersion of this thought for what then became the English Reformation. Now, unfortunately, Henry VIII, uh, was more interested in, in politics and women than the purity of the gospel, and the English Reformation took some less than happy turns. But uh, history is a messy place. Uh, there we are in it 500 years later, but still there. That's wonderful. The shield bears a checkered cross. Uh, the white and red checker is a subtle reference to Fitzwilliam College, uh, to which we have been an attached house of theological studies. They have a, a white and red checkered field to their to their coat of arms. In the center, you see a book, um, obviously reference to the task of education, the Holy Scriptures, the Lutheran Confessions, and it bears the Luther Rose. Below this, the inscription Fidelis et Verax will be there. That is faithful and true. It is the title that is given to the rider of the white horse, I believe, in Revelation chapter 19. The rider of the white horse is, of course, Christ. But we hope also that faithful and true is a description of how we carry out our God-given task of teaching sacred theology in this place. 
And then some of those things that are there in the crest and the arms um, come out in sort of a smaller symbol called a badge that you can use in other places. But it's around this that we're now going to redesign the Westfield House website, start sending all of our students home to their home churches, their home universities with hoodies and scarves and cups. <laughs> this thing is going to go to work for us. Um, and I'm very happy about that. And I'm very happy that we can put that forward as everybody else who's educating in Cambridge gets to do. Something that has happened over the past year and will continue in the year ahead is expanded study abroad programs at Westfield House. This past year we had s an average of about seven and a half students, right around eight. Um, as of last year, um, a year and a half ago, both LCMS seminaries um, were partner institutions sending us study abroad students. Concordia University in Chicago had been doing that for about five years. Ann Arbor had sent one or two students, Irvine a couple. And about once a decade, we get a student from Lutheran Church Canada Seminary at St. Catharines. It was a good, long-standing study abroad program, some of those. As of now, a year and a half later, Concordia University is in Nebraska, New York, Wisconsin, and Wisconsin Lutheran College have also now signed memoranda of understanding with us. We have official study abroad programs and we'll begin welcoming students from all of those universities either in the coming semester or the coming year. And my hope is, is that by the end of this academic year, we will probably have added Concordia University in Texas and St. Paul and I have an upcoming visit to Bethany Lutheran College in Mankato, Minnesota as well. So this is obviously going to impact a lot of what we do. There's going to be a lot more students around than there have been in the past. Uh, we were slated to have 14 in the fall semester. We're now going to have uh, 13 because one young man is going to stay at home in London. His mother is ill and he's his, her care provider. But uh, we're hoping by the spring semester 17, I'm hoping by next year it'll top 20. So. Um, changing times. Another thing that is changing is we've had this man come in. Oliver Caro uh, is an architect in Cambridge, has worked on things like St. John's College, Ripon Cathedral, the Bishop's House in Ely, and I believe St. Paul's Cathedral in London in one way or another. He has come in with some of his architects and done something like a functional structural survey of Westfield House. If you've ever been there, and if you look on the picture here, it's this old Victorian house. Uh, used to be a doctor's surgery and whatnot, was purchased 60 years or 50 years ago by Norman Nagel to become this house of theological studies. Well, this old place, it needs some caring for, it needs some work, but we don't want to be surprised. We don't want to start renovating the library and expanding it and creating all sorts of new desks and internet connections and whatnot, and then find out the roof is going to cave in in two years. So get somebody out there who knows what he's doing, let him go through it, tell you what's there, tell you what's coming. And then uh, we'll sort of take it all in stride. So we now have his report in hand, and we will begin saying, okay, this is what needs to be done at Westfield House, and these are our goals for the use of our material, our space, and our infrastructure. And we're going to then cut that apart into pieces and say, okay, what are we going to do now, and what are we going to do next year, and what's going to be done in five years? So he's been great to work with, a lot of fun. Uh, another great bit of fun, we had a, a donation come in to take care of that, and this as well. We have um, had Sylvia Newman, landscape design of Cambridge. She's really one of the leading landscape architects in the whole area, has come through uh, with a, uh, a bright little Italian assistant who studies the same thing, 
and they've gone through all of the Westfield House gardens. Now this is an outdoor space that we share with Resurrection Lutheran Church and also the, the house of studies that Valparaiso University rents from us. So it's this sort of joint outside academic church space in Cambridge along a main road. One of our problems is we don't have much profile there at the moment. People don't know we're there as a congregation. Some people don't know we're there as a theological house of studies. We've never, never paid much attention to our curb appeal, if you will. It is time to change that, and we're going to, and we're going to do it right. Um, so we've, we've put a professional in charge of taking stock of the grounds, what we need them to do, what the congregation needs them to do. We now have a plan in place to execute that, and it's going to happen in about four or five phases over the coming years. So as I close out the presentation today, I'm going to just say a few things about how people can help us and support us in our task of providing Lutheran theological education in the Cambridge context. So as I click through here, I'm going to tell you now how you can help, as in you singular, you know, you and you and you and you and you, and then I'll say some things about St. John after that. Um, one of the things that we're always in need of support for is student support. We have students that come from families, um, in the UK that can't pay this kind of tuition, certainly students coming from Africa or developing countries around the world, they need people to stand behind them as their patrons, uh, tuition, living expenses. This is all very, very competitive. Um, you spend an entire year at Westfield House, tuition, room and board, that's all going to be right around $12,000, $14,000 for the entire year. I mean, coming way under uh, what those costs would be in the United States. But if you're from a place like Madagascar or India, you don't have that kind of money. So we are always in need, and I'm very happy to do this, to take individuals and match them up with our students and their needs, and it creates this wonderful relationship where people get to be involved in the life and the education of a given student, receive photos from that student, get an update on what they're studying, how they're doing, how their exams have gone. Uh, it's been a great privilege to get to be involved in that this past year and watch really sort of international relationships of love and support spring up around these students and the people who stand behind them. That's true of the students who are studying for a Bachelor of Divinity there. That's also true of the seminary students who come from Fort Wayne and from St. Louis. Uh, the seminaries fund this year in different ways, but all of these students sort of need a, a given sort of top-up fee because they don't get sort of the full financial aid package for the year to be there. So I think that Westfield House has very much served the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod with some wonderful people, and if that's one of the opportunities you'd like to help give students for future ministerial service in the church in the United States, that would be another wonderful way to connect individuals to our students. Uh, something else that we're in need of is my wife and I, we are network-supported missionaries of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. That means I can't do my work if there's not a network of people who's sort of standing behind me and making that happen. So um, I'm very happy to talk with you more about that. Um, people who sort of just give general unspecified gifts to Westfield House, part of what that does is just allow me to be there and to teach and to recruit and for Rachel to communicate and do development work and for this multiplication effect to continue. So... Um, 
That's where general donations, specific donations, I'm very happy to talk email with you about any special interest that people might have. Now with that said about how you can help, um, I have a special request for this congregation that has helped us in the past. They have sent work groups in the past that has benefited us greatly. And now we have our garden in front of us. So this is the gardens of Westfield House, digital. If you're looking at this, this is Westfield House here. This is the house that we rent to Valparaiso for their international studies program. And the white back here is Resurrection Lutheran Church. And then across the street, which you won't see, is the new residential facility. Our goal is to take that from this curb to the back curb and put it in the service of Westfield House, the students who study here now and in the future, and of Resurrection Lutheran Church. It's going to include all kinds of cool stuff like maximizing curb appeal, moving our gate, aligning that gate with what's going to be a new glass atrium entrance at the congregation. We'll have a lit cross behind it, proper lighting through the whole garden that's going to pull people's attention to the church. Uh, we're going to replace the old pond with a new pond. There's going to be some raised flower beds, good green space. We're going to get rid of some ugly old trees that are messing things up. We're going to clear some more lawn for ourselves. And we're going to put in some human-sized trees, as Martina tells us, to connect the height of the people to the buildings around them. She does that all with a great Italian accent. So let's, I'll give you a fly-through. Here we go. So coming in the main entrance, looking down at the church, now swinging around, looking across the parking lot at the Valparaiso house. We have to do a bit of gradation work there in the middle. This will be the new pool here. We're going to open up this green space into a proper academic lawn, create some space out in front of the church for gatherings there. Put in some outdoor seating over by the Valparaiso study house or whatever that will be in the future. And then we're going to make a new nice patio area back here for sort of our cookouts and some space for the congregation as well. Um, actually, St. John has done some work in that area in the past, actually. So swinging back up, the whole overview. And there we are. So once again, just what you're looking at here, the, this is Westfield House. This is the, I'm sorry, this is Westfield House. That's the Valparaiso International Studies House, a building that also belongs to us and the church. Our hope is this summer, we have a little bit of a hurdle to get over by tomorrow morning, but I think that the donations are going to come through, is to do this back here. That's going to be the first phase. Memorial Lutheran Church in Houston, Texas is sending over a group to carry out a lot of that labor. They're making a very significant donation to that. My hope is that in the coming summer, we can make this phase two. This space here, that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of trees removed, new lawn put down, some raised beds, some work to do here. Maybe we could even get to the pond. And I'd love to welcome uh, a group from St. John back to help us with that. Now, there's going to be a run-up to that. There's going to be planning. There's going to be some fundraising. We can talk about all the details of that. But if I may, I would like to extend that invitation very formally this morning, or informally. But I'm going to ask my wife and Pastor Bruzek to come forward here. This is unplanned. You should be. So we would officially like to extend to you 
the spade of invitation <laughs> to, to come to Westfield House in the summer of 2014 with a group of volunteers and to help us carry out phase two of the work there on our gardens. We'd love to have you back. We'd love to talk about it in the run-up to it. So the spade of invitation. Any resemblance this bears to a spade that hangs usually in Pastor Bruzek's garage is of absolute coincidence. <laughs> and I will hear no accusations about having stole it for this purpose. I don't think this is mine. <laughs> it but, does uh, say Bruzek on back, oh, but... Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we'll appoint a committee. All right. Uh, <laughs> what Luther is doing. So, uh, but yeah, thank you very much. In any case, you know, if you want to have a go at Cambridge again, um, if we come back to Cambridge, the uh -huh. one thing I'll. What do you sing? It's an invitation. It's an invitation. Speed yes, of invitation. invitation. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, all I promise is you have been there before. I, I pro say this. Say this. It's an invitation for less work, right? And more beer. <laughs> more beer. That's right. So last time we worked like 12-hour days and we didn't drink enough beer. This time we'll work shorter days and drink more beer. That would be the initial should be included. In the All right. Negotiations begin. Negotiations All right. Begin. Very good. All right. Good. Thank I you. I think I have a couple on. minutes. If I, I'd be happy to take. Did we go to quarter two? Uh, yes. Ish. Quarter okay. Two. Two. Thank you very much. That's off. My daughter's a little jet lag. She's a very brave girl. <laughs> Uh, got out invitation, so good. <laughs> Can I answer any questions? Some of you may not have been here last year for an initial presentation. You might still be saying to yourself, what is Westfield House and why is this gentleman here? Some of you may know more, uh, but I have a few minutes. I'll take whatever you want to sort of throw at me. Please. What does someone who goes to Westfield to a, a four-year degree normally do, whether in their home country or the U.S. or well, it very much depends. Um, we are, for all intents and purposes, the seminary of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England, but that seminary is much, much smaller than the circuit that surrounds St. John. It might actually be smaller than St. John, if you count the numbers, <laughs> which means we don't get that many young men studying for the ministry strictly out of the ranks of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of England. But when they do, they do uh, a series of studies at Westfield House, have uh, their official degree either from the University of London or Cambridge University, and then additional Lutheran studies um, in addition to, as I said, to the studies we're taking them through either via London or via Cambridge. So some of them go on to be pastors uh, right in England. Others, for example, like uh, Jean, who I introduced you to, will go back to Madagascar, and by that point he will have an excellent degree uh, in his country excellent anywhere actually, the University of London is a, a fine, fine university, and um, we will have signed off on him as a Lutheran faculty at Westfield House and say we're, he's fit for ministerial service in the church. They may, he may have to do a vicarage there yet. We usually work out the, the individual fieldwork components and the specific needs of the given student with their bishop um, or president. We never take a student from a sister Lutheran church without the recommendation of their bishop. So we very much look at our role in a larger constellation of Lutheran theological education in the world as how can we serve sister Lutheran churches with what we're able to do in Cambridge. And we never do that without the ecclesiastical oversight saying, please take this student and do this with them. Anyone else? It means I've either bored you or you're a very easy crowd. <laughs> All right.
Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May he bless and keep you, the almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you again for having me.